welcome, welcome, welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports podcast. And man, I feel like we just got back from SunTrust Park in Atlanta, Georgia. It was a pretty fun week last week as we saw Mr. Brown's Hotlanta Braves clinch the AL. I'm sorry, NL. I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. Mm. How many have I had tonight already? Not enough. Yeah. Welcome back, guys. This episode brought to you by Pine Needle Beer. Pine Needle. Don't rip on my. Hazy not or hazy little thing. That's been my uh, brew of choice the past couple shows. But anyway, it's exciting. But we are bringing you the show a day earlier this week. We're we're all over the place. We're typically looking at Thursdays, but we had middle school football last time, and you guys are heavily invested into that, or at least the cheerleading aspect. Oh, we had to plan around SunTrust too, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, the travel plans and whatnot, and you know, we're here on a Wednesday night, so when you're listening to this. It should be Thursday, unless you're lazy, then it's probably Friday or Saturday. So I just want to say that this show is brought to you by Fanatics and Chevrolet. And Chevrolet. And Fat Tire. <laughs> what about Tays Valley Physical Therapy? Nah, no, nah, I think they, they're, they're rep- representing enough, luckily, here. <laughs> they are stretched beyond their yeah, means. Yeah. But you know, we're sitting here back in the man cave, and you know we, we have the end of the baseball season. What do we have? Five games left, essentially, across the board? Is that kind of where we're at? Yeah, right there. So, at least we we have a pretty good idea what the playoff picture looks like. Is there any surprises? Like, I I think once it's finally set, we'll go back next week and see how well our picks at the beginning of the baseball season did to see how we match up. I feel like we were pretty accurate. I I can't remember how everybody picked, but I at least feel good about mine. But the AL is set pretty much. Yankees, you know, they, they were wire to wire almost after that slow start. Then they just took off. Twins in the Central, then Houston. You guys feeling good about those three teams? You know, when you nod your head, I can't tell what you're saying. I feel like, hey, I got to get rolling a little bit. <laughs> you know, it goes back and forth and makes a noise, lets me know to talk. Um, they might I feel like to we hear hit that. it pretty well from our preseason predictions. A couple that we were a little off on, but for the most part, hit them right on the head. I, I'd like to go back and see where I was. Um, I can't remember. I, for whatever reason, I felt like I picked the Twins, but I thought the Twins are a wild card, and I picked the Indians. I think I did the same thing. And the, and right now, the, the Indians, they still mathematically have a shot. They're four games behind. But with five games left, it would have to be a, a collapse, collapse, colossal, colossal collapse, colossal collapse for that to happen. Now, when you're looking at the wild card, though, man, it's interesting. You got Oakland, Tampa Bay, and Cleveland. Oakland right now is in the main wild card, and Tampa Bay and Cleveland are a half game behind them. So anything could happen here. One of those three teams is not getting in. So if you had to call it right now, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt by giving you the schedule. The Oakland A's play the Angels tonight. Then they got a four-game set with the Mighty Mariners. Tampa Bay, they are um, one game against the Yankees tonight and then three games against the Blue Jays. And then Cleveland plays the White Sox twice and the Nats Nationals three times. Mm. So who's, who's out? Just tell me the odd man out. Cleveland is the odd man out. I agree. Tell me again who Tampa plays. I'm sorry. Tampa Bay's got the Yankees one game and the Blue Jays three games. I'm actually going to go Tampa Bay out. Tampa Bay. So the Blue Jays are going to are going to knock them out. Oh, what you're Vlad Junior, baby, showcase them for next year. <laughs> well, that that might be the case, but we'll see what happens. As we only got five games left, moving to the National League, we already talked about the Braves, how they they got locked down in the East. Uh, the West, the Dodgers, they they pretty much have been there since March 30th. They locked up the best record. <laughs> best record in baseball. And then the Central, still up for grabs. St. Louis is up two and a half games on the Brewers, but it would take a lot for the Brewers to, to make that or, or a lot for the Cardinals to blow that. So are we going to go ahead and lock in the Cardinals winning that division right here tonight? Yes, we are. I, I know that's really going out for a limb or on a limb there. Our listeners are going to be very intrigued by that hardcore selection. But more importantly, the uh, the wild card. I did pick the Cardinals preseason for that division for the I, record. You did. I did not. I, I took the Brewers or the Cubs, and I took the Brewers for the wild card. But the uh, wild card is, is essentially going to be the Nats and the Brewers unless the Brewers find a way to somehow take the Cardinals, and then the Cardinals will be the wild card. So either way you're looking at it, it's Braves, Cardinals, Dodgers, and then the the Nats and the Brewers. Unless the Cubs win all five remaining games and the Cardinals lose all five remaining games, or the Brewers lose all five remaining games, it's probably not going to happen. 
I will say I'm happy the jinx of being a West Virginia fan worked once again. When we did our picks preseason, I picked the Phillies to be in the playoffs, and I said, <laughs> I hope by picking them I do jinx them, and it worked out the $300, $300 million uh, miscue. So you, you didn't get the uh, Lincoln commercial, Matthew McConaughey. You got the Dallas Buyers Club, Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> yeah. looking, looking like a 90-pound you know, uh, cancer patient. I mean, right? they were the shiny toy beginning of the year. I, I think I picked the Braves and the Phillies for the wild card. So, I mean, everyone was like all in on them, but their pitching didn't hold up. They're going to finish above 500 there, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think everybody in that division did except for the Marlins. Correct. Yeah, so – that's even more hats off to the the Braves. For, That's right. For I kept trying to tell you, which you did. Sp- you did not tell me. I told you before the season, four contenders out of the East. Well, wait, I'm just saying you didn't pick the Braves though, so oh, I no, give you credit. Absolutely there. not. So, rolling that in, we do have a special announcement next week. We will have a a guest on the show who is a baseball author of sorts, maybe illustrator. I don't know. I'm still waiting to get the complete bio, but we'll we'll hit a little bit more on that in a minute. But we're excited to have a, a special guest on the show next week to help us break down these exciting baseball playoffs that are going to take off. So you know what that sound is when you hear that classic, classy 70s or 80s smooth rock and roll music. It's time for our favorite new segment, Ask us anything as we go to the world of social media and our dozens and dozens of followers out there actually it's a lot more what is it 13,000 now yeah absolutely we're easily over 13,000 now looking at 200,000 that's how we approach it anyway we have a lot of people interacting with us so this is our chance to throw some questions uh you know to our esteemed panel here of myself biggie and mr brown and we're going to start with jonathan collin with the new NBA season around the corner, can you tell me what are the chances for my Golden State Warriors to make the playoffs this year? And I'm hoping for a good answer. Who answered this online? I want to know. That was me. All right. That's all I need to know. You, go ahead and go, Ben. <laughs> Golden State Warriors, they're in the playoffs. They're going to be in the 5-7 to seven range. It'll depend where they finish as far as how healthy Clay is when he comes back and he can play. But they're going to ball out. The way they run that offense, Russell's a nice ad while – Clay's out. They're in the playoffs, and they're probably the six, seven seed I think in the Biggie, West. Biggie answered it, not me. Clearly, yeah. I no, said, I, I, said, I thought the same thing when I looked at it. I, I said six to eight. Oh, the, oh five the, to seven, six to eight. Get off your they high horse. Four to six. You got Steph Curry. He changed the game. Best player of the decade. I think the West is just loaded. Mister Brown, say something so he can shut up. I hear you, Mister Collin. I'm gonna be the voice of reason here. Well, he's on the Nimrods. <laughs> you can't underestimate the power of spacing, the three-point shot in today's game. I love Curry. I love the fact that they signed or traded for Demarcus Russell. They still got Draymond Green, Mr. Triple-Double. They're going to hold it down until Clay gets back. I think they could potentially pop into the three, maybe four spot in the West. That's impressive. Is it Demarcus Russell? D'Angelo Russell. Sorry, D'Angelo. I know you got Raiders fan yes, up on the yes, mind. Yes, yes, yes. The long ball. Sorry. Like for once, I was going to correct the name. That was Yeah, good. sorry. We need Tony. I'll Tony just stick to last names. Russell. <laughs> I've got painful Raiders memories in my brain, ingrained I, forever. I, I feel like it's a possibility, but I just, I'm not that comfortable enough to say that. They're definitely a playoff team. We can all agree to we that. We all put them in the playoffs. All right. We're all there. I think most likely four, if I had to guess. If they reach a ceiling, three. All right, so speaking of last names, if it was spelled S-U-H-R, how would you say that? Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sewer. Sewer? I didn't, I didn't hear you say it. What is it again? S- S-U-H-R. Oh, sewer. 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 One Just, of those is silent. So, I'm going Sue. So Justin Sewer. <laughs> he Mr. In himself, <laughs> meet me downstairs in the <laughs> sewer. You all float down here. So Justin wants to know, if the Bills pull off an upset of the New England Patriots, will they be seen as a serious playoff contender, and where would they rank heading into week five? Serious playoff contender. They're a playoff contender right now as a diehard New England Patriots fan my entire life. I will tell you, to see the maturation of Josh Allen from last year to this year, they're a playoff contender whether they win this game or not. If they win this game, they're power ranking. I feel like you're only doing this. You're only doing this to try to inflate the terrible AFC East to make it sound better than it actually is. Have we got two teams that are undefeated and two teams that are winless. It's a shh, not good division like it has (laughs) been for a long time. But I'm telling you, 
The Bills, regardless of a win or a loss on Sunday, they're a 9-10 win team. Sean McDermott's got them on the right track. I like Josh Allen. I mean, on a national st- uh, stage, I understand this question because they don't really get a lot of respect or no love because they're 3-0, um, but it's early. Um, they haven't really – who have they beat? Um, they beat, they beat Cincinnati. the Jets. The Bengals. <laughs> and who they open up with? They beat the Jets on opening day. And then they beat the... You're right. They get no respect. We don't even know who the hell they beat. Yeah. Well, the point is, they haven't played anybody hard yet, right? No, so, they haven't. So, I, I, but I don't think they get respect. No, either. they don't get no respect, but like we put a post up, and we're going to get into more of that later, but we posted the top undefeated team in the league, and there are six teams. There's eight undefeated teams. The Bills didn't make the cut, and Bills Mafia was pissed. They, but they're a solid number seven. So, they were like, where's Bills at? I'm like, obviously, the seventh. Dumbass. You didn't make the list. So, uh, I mean, I, lo- I would love to see the Bills uh, be the new team in a division, but uh, sure. I-, I don't see it. I mean, let's say even with uh, Patriots fan down here with Biggie, I think we all want to see the Bills do well, but let's just be honest. They, they got to make us a believer to, to say that they're this on week that national This is that game. This make. is your chance. You're not going to win a Super Bowl in September unless you're Buffalo. Then you might just do it this weekend. Trey Morris wants to know, what do the Bengals need to change to win? We can't expect Green coming back to be a a game changer. Do they trade Dalton, bench Dalton, trade everything and stockpile for the future? I'll save my response for the end because I'm a Bengals fan, but – what do you? What would you do if you were me? This How is do you like feel? this is like where you're on a CD. You would hit skip because I'm tired of the Bengals. Because nobody cares. Because they're irrelevant. <laughs> Go ahead, Big. Bengals are so bad. All I can say, if you're asking about benching Dalton, what are you doing? Starting your 32 year old rookie Ryan Finley. Your team is crap. Your coach isn't good. Your organization is crap. That's why you kept Marvin Lewis for so long. My advice to you would be to quit watching NFL football or follow another team. <laughs> That's a little harsh. I, <laughs> I can relate as a Raiders fan. Uh, however, I feel like they need to, if they can get any kind of draft picks for any kind of talent on their on their roster, I think they need to do that. And just blow it up. Trust the process. Start over. Trust the process. Yeah, that's, that's, my, what that's, my, that's my opinion. I'm with you 100%. I will say you have A.J. Green in a contract year. If he can come back healthy or if you can trade him before then, if you can go full Miami Dolphin. That's what I'm saying. You you trust the process. Trade, trade them all. Trade anybody with value. Start over. Hey, just just plan on this year, next year being garbage, and then try to come back a couple years from now and be somewhat relevant. Really, that's your, your only mode if you're a – a true you're not getting believer. free agents yeah is all right let's be good in 2022 you're gonna have to draft get rid of all your talent and go 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 deep in the draft like some of these other teams that you see every year that have 10 plus draft picks it's the only way you're going to get there patriots mm. all right friend of the show jackie hummel always a good contributor well pete uh schottenheimer ever give up on the idea of run first offense I Pete mean, and Schottenheimer, right? Oh, yeah. Pete Carroll and, and uh, <laughs> Brian, Brian Schottenheimer. Schottenheimer. <laughs> Marty Skid. Sorry. How much have you been drinking? Uh, That's almost as bad as my Russell uh, whatever. <laughs> I feel so bad for that. Sorry. Uh, go ahead. All right. Let's try that again. Well, Pete Carroll and Brian Schottenheimer even, I think she meant ever, ever. give up on the idea. It's not my fault. Yeah. It's bad grammar, Jackie. Damn it. Yeah, it might have been me. So I was I, typing at work. Wilson's got over 406 yards, two touchdowns, hasn't been sacked, no picks, and yet they lost due to the run game. Shaking my head. So give us a breakdown, Biggs. Here's what I'll say. Jackie, I like that you comment. We're both Mariners diehards, and we're dying really hard there for the last, <laughs> well, this whole entire century And so you're far. dying for Russell Westbrook. But oh, Wilson, sorry, I did it again. <laughs> Russell, Russell Wilson is an all-out baller. We don't know sports. What I heard when they started the year, and I have uh, Rashad Penny on my team, was run, run, run. They believe in Carson and Penny. Here's what I've learned through three weeks. They only believed in Carson because that guy can't hold on to the ball. He gives it away. He gives it away. They don't give Penny a chance. Give it away. Give it away. And then they away. go to the pass by default. I think that they'd have be better off if they went to – the guy they just gave a bunch of money to and I mean, said, win us games. He's shown that he can do it. He can do it. We all know he can do it. Love or hate the Seahawks, Russell Wilson is is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I agree. I just I do not see them changing that mentality anytime soon, although I think they'd be better off if they did. And they'll still probably be decent in spite themselves. 
every other team around NFL is committed to the pass now. So why not just show off, you know, Mr. Medcalf himself, Mr. You know, freak, and then lock it. You got uh, Wilson with all the money. Start out throwing the ball and then do some dump passes to the running backs and see what happens. I just want to say real quick, if you start throwing the ball 45 times a game, I, I can only imagine the running lanes that Russell Wilson might be able to get then. Um, I agree with you, and he is really smart when he does run. He never takes a hit. That's why he's able to be he a always running quarterback. out of bounds, who, gets his yards. Yeah. The only thing I can think of from uh, like a Carroll Schottenheimer stop uh, point view of thinking, God, I can't talk. It's early. Um, is that you traded for Jadavion Clowney. You've kind of been rebuilding that defense. You have some really nice pieces there. Maybe they really believe that run game, solid defense, will let Russell play in the fourth quarter. That's their ticket back to being one of the elite teams in the NFL. I think I understand now what happened to uh, Pete Carroll last week. I'm, I'm pretty sure, judging yeah, you're from these questions, about the busted nose? I'm pretty sure Jackie checked, uh, chucked a football from the stands <laughs> and broke his nose because she's sick of the play calling. Say, hey, Pete, pow, <laughs> pow, pow. ball. <laughs> you watch out for Jackie in your uh, intramural leagues in the Seattle. Yeah, right, we love you, Jackie. Thank you for the question. Uh, Billy Snyder wants to know, are they throwing as many flags as it seems in the NFL this year? And I have an answer, but I want to hear what you all have to say or think here first. According to TB12, the legend, the greatest of all time. Uh, we get they it. are. Move he on. even all tweeted right. it. So what? All right, Brady tweeted something. Big deal. There was one well, game that they that – it was a Sunday night game or a Monday night game that they brought up Brady and was like, I can't watch this game. It's garbage. And they're like – well, hopefully they'll listen to Brady because when he says stuff, people listen. The reason I brought that up because everybody hates Patriots is that uh, they have been throwing more flags on average this year in the first three weeks of the season than they had. What I found very interesting is that Brady put something on Twitter. It blew up about the flags. And all of a sudden, Sunday of this last week, week three, there was like 2.1 less penalties per game than the week before not saying that was tied into it but i think oh, it was obvious be. to a lot of people that they were boy. calling much more than what they had been mm-hmm. so they're they're really screwing up with holding penalties so they're averaging six holding penalties a game that are being accepted so these are being enforced uh, i think i saw a statistic that they said it was up 66 percent versus last year which is just ridiculous. But, yes, overall flags are up. And this is from the competition committee. The refs aren't doing a bad job. So, for everyone out there who wants to hate on the refs, they're just doing what they're being told to do. That's it. It's just – it's it's like they t- – you think about it. Now you got – you can't block a certain way on a blindside hit. You know, all these different things have changed. And you've done so much to put people in a situation where that, that hanky's just getting tossed. When the – Podcast drops are on page when we ask questions. Just let us know what you guys think about the OPI DPI being a the review challengeable because there are a lot of plays that are not flagged that are now being reversed, and I'm not a fan of it. I'm just curious what other people think. It's just junking the game up. It's a freaking mess. That's a good question we'll put out there after that we've gone four weeks into the season here. So moving on, we got Nathan DeFelice. Are the, is the Patriots' defense the real deal, or has their competition dictated this great start? Why so many Patriots questions? I'm going to start with this because I know he's right down to chop. Oh, look at uh, him slobbering down, down there. there. Uh, I think the competition is a huge part of it, obviously, because they haven't played anybody. Um, however, you're going into week uh, how many? Week four. How many touchdowns have they given up? Zero still. Remember the uh, they were defensive, game last right? week were defensive and special so, teams. So, I mean, players. like, I did read some articles that, you know, the defense now is like they're all being all competitive amongst each other, and they're trying to, like, like we don't want any of these guys to score. You know, we Brady, Brady does what he does, but we want to make a name for ourselves. So, they are playing well. It may be the best one Belichick's ever had, but they haven't played anybody. And this Bills matchup will be a, a good indicator. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see because then you'll get defense versus defense and, and we'll see if uh, anybody's going to show some cracks in the armor here. I'm excited. So go ahead and give us your huge take here, your hot take, Biggs. I don't have a hot take. It's pretty obvious. They're pretty damn good. All right. They out. outscored their opponent. Here's what I'll say as the season goes on, and I said this before the year ever started. If they can stay healthy, probably be the best defense that they've ever had under Belichick. That being said – when it gets into December, they got to play the Texans. They got to play the Chiefs. 
then you see how good that defense really is. Because when you play a quarterback who can make something out of nothing, regardless of who his receivers are, you'll find out if you're good or not. All right, cut the crap on the analysis. Just give me an over-under. You set the bar. How many points did the Chiefs score on New England, if you had to say right now? 23. 23. So let's remember that. You can remember that because it's 23. That's my number, baby. Michael Jordan. It ain't going to be any more than 23 points. No. All right. Jim Pagliaro. I still don't have that name. You got to get that right. Is that right? Pagliaro? That sounds good. Uh, I'm going to roll with it. Which team will be undefeated the longest? Well, we know his answer. Go ahead and give it to us. I've already given my answer. It's It's New England, right? Uh, What do you think? You don't want to say it. I don't want to say it either. I don't want to say it. I don't have a good option, though. Uh, I'm a good Chiefs. I, you know, I, I'm just going to piggyback on that just because I don't want to say New England. I can't muster myself. Is that right, muster? Yeah, that's, that's yes. correct. <laughs> I can't say it. We are doing a great job with the vernacular tonight, fellas. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to say, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I already feel saliva building up in the back of my throat so I can slobber all over the words for the next line. It's bad, ain't it? This is terrible. We need I – I think we haven't drank enough. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. All right. So I had a question just for you two because you want to go something other. If we took Chiefs Patriots out of it, of the other undefeated teams – who do you think lasts the longest, or who is the you know the best out of those teams? Well, the Ravens play the Browns this week, so I feel like they already lost. Oh, yeah, they right. lost. They did lose. They lost. You the need chefs. more pine needles. Yeah. See, I told you this is just a hot mess. Quit asking me questions. <laughs> all right, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who all's undefeated. Um, I know there's, Bills, there's eight teams: Rams, oh, Cowboys. Ooh, the Cowboys. I don't see. Uh, I, you know what? I'm, I'm pleading the fifth because some of these are going to spill over into our stone-cold lead pipe locks of the week. And after last week's performance, I, I need an improvement. I don't want to give you any any credibility here off of what I'm doing. So Lions-Packers. Well, I'll pick first all the way through. I feel more comfortable doing that. You're going to pick first all the way through? Oh, yeah. After right. last week, I can't be. I got to go. Well, before we get there, we got more questions as uh, Mr. Brown gets him another fat tire in his Outer Banks Chalice. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Pamela Cunningham wants to know, do you think Flacco will end up getting benched before the season is over? Well, the count of three, say your answer. One, two, three. Yes. Yeah. You guys freaking suck. How do I do that and you don't even answer? I, what the I, hell's wrong I, I, with you? I was going to say no. Then why didn't you say it? Because Cause, I, I knew you wanted me to say yes. Uh, I just want you to say something. Something. Yes. Something at all would have been good. Yes. Now you make me look like a jackass <laughs> on national radio. <laughs> I can't take it. I you, can't take you, it. You do a good job on your You own. know why the answer is no? Because <laughs> Drew Locke's on IR, and I thought I was eight week, but according to somebody on the site, he's out for the year. He can still come back in week 11. He, he is. And that, to me, you'd be playing him now if he were healthy. Joe Flacco was never elite. But when he was elite, it was five years ago. It's I, not going to happen. He's I not going to play every game. I don't know. <laughs> they have nobody to turn to. And, and I don't see him winning a game anytime soon. You know, you don't have to have somebody to turn to to bench Joe Flacco. You know, I think if you're the coach, you do it to send a message to Elway to go sign me some real talent. Bring back Tebow. Bring back Tebow. He can win a playoff game. Tebow would be better than Flacco. I don't care who you are. Elway's getting canned soon, too. Yeah, he comes back. They'd be better off him coming back. Uh, You know, he went from looking like this great GM that brought in Peyton Manning, and and now look where he's at. He's at the bottom of the well looking up at the sky. He's like the girl from the ring, and they're closing the lid. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but I mean, I mean he, he's going to get benched because they're going to be so bad. They have to do something. I mean, they have just, no options, but they have to pull a trigger at some point. They're, they're going to get beat by 40 points to the Chiefs. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be like, we just need a spark. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. They built that team around defense, and that defense is not that they're bad, but they're not the game changers they once were. And, uh, Denver is going to become the new Cleveland. All right, so next question. I don't know if this middle name is a real middle name or just an awesome nickname this person has, but Don Wine Gorton. Wine is her middle name, apparently. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Chardonnay. Exactly. So, excuse me. (laughs) Sorry, Don. That was beer, not wine. What do you think the solution is to the Redskins season? Besides, Gruden must go. So we can't just say fire Jay Gruden. 
What's wrong with the Redskins? They have multiple issues. It starts with not having your left tackle, who's a pro bowler every single season there, to protect your blind side. It probably makes you a little hesitant to bring in Haskins, a quarterback. What I will say, and here's just my opinion on the Redskins in general, why did you draft Haskins in the first round if you didn't think that he could play for you this year or right now? Well, maybe they did, and he just didn't live up to that showed it in practice. And or is why. it exactly what you're saying? Do you just not play him because you don't want him to get killed? I mean, let's be honest. Part of their problem is they invested a pretty decent chunk of money into a quarterback who may never walk again. Yeah, true. We wouldn't be talking about this if Alex Smith did not have a horrific injury last year. Um, if you look at any of the Redskins games, though, they haven't had the wins to translate, but they've actually overperformed. They've been competitive. They've been in the game. So uh, we're, we're still early. Like, the Daniel Jones thing's early. We didn't expect it to be by week three. So, I mean, let's let's pump the brakes a little bit on Haskins, and, in my and opinion. On and this, on this topic, when you're looking at the division, the Redskins ain't out of this. Yeah, well, they're not – I mean, it's – Dallas is one of the divisions. No, but, but you, you mean to tell me you can't get some wins when you're playing the Eagles? Oh, you could. And the Giants? I'm just saying, like, just because he's a first-round pick don't mean you got to throw him in because Daniel Jones is playing. That's who. That's the two that's going to be compared for the rest of history is Daniel Jones and Haskins. But maybe he's just not ready. And uh, I feel like, unlike the Seahawks, I feel like they should have committed more to the run a little bit because you do have Adrian Peterson, who seems like he never gets old, and then – He's Chris like, Thompson, you can dump anything off to him, and he can make plays out of the backfield. They have short talent. passing. Game. They have talent. So I feel like they need to do more of that instead of trying to stretch the field. Well, Vernon Davis needs to not hurdle ghosts. Just, just field. my opinion. I think the reason Jay Gruden takes as much crap as he does, two reasons. That his name's One, Gruden. Yeah. Well, he's like his brother. He likes the veteran as opposed to the young guy. And the other thing is, he had Kirk Cousins, and if he had signed off on him, the organization would have signed him long term. He wasn't good enough for him. He ain't done shit in Minnesota yet. Maybe it's a good move. (laughs) You were competitive when he played there. Now, before Alex Smith went down last year, I believe they were six and two. So I think that Gruden is a solid coach. Needs a specific quarterback to run a system, but that team needs a lot more help than just quarterback yeah I, th- I think if they, they need a lot. if they still had alex smith i think they probably look like a different team honestly can you name two of the wide receivers for the washington Redskins? and i can i can name people that are gone i can scary terry scary terry and and i'll go with uh hmm you can't say jameson crowder he's gone, he gone. who's he's the gone. other one who's the one who else is on there i'm gonna Vernon say Tom, davis does that Thompson count because he counts as a pass nah, catch out of that there you go he's a running back but yeah. still <laughs> I don't know who else they have other than Scary Terry. They're, that's the problem. They're, they're just they're weak on the skill positions. He's a rookie. They're hurt on the offensive line, and their defense I think is fine. But you can't have them out there that long trying to win. Yeah, they're on the field too long. No, not happening. So, but the the real answer is if you want the Redskins to get better, you just need a different owner because Daniel Snyder is the source of all this chaos. Uh-huh. Tyler John wants to know, do you think the Ravens have to find a way to get Ramsey to be legitimate contenders? That's a hard no for me, but I'd love to hear what you all have to say. I'll give an adult six hard no and turn it over to Mr. Brown. (laughs) I don't think they need Ramsey by any means because they proved this week they're contenders by the way they play the Chiefs. They're contenders. Um, I mean, obviously Ramsey would be icing on the cake. Difference maker. They don't need him. Uh, I mean, I like what the Ravens are doing. I mean, I feel like if if Jackson continues to develop and show what he's shown so far, they're going to be in until the end, and we were all wrong about the Ravens. So let's let's get that so far. Let's get that cat out of the bag real quick. And Biggie may not have been on this as much as as Mr. Brown and I were, but we've pretty much just shit all over Lamar Jackson since the start of the season. I said 6-10. And and there has been nothing else that made me look more like an idiot than his play. Him taking a giant step forward from what it seems to be. Like, like this is what's happening. I'm envisioning... First half of the Chargers games in the playoff in the Chargers game in the playoffs last year. Remember how bad it was? He couldn't even throw a short pass down like a screen pass. And, and what we're getting is the final seven minutes of that game's version of Lamar Jackson, where he threw for two hundred yards and three touchdowns. So it, it's amazing to me to see how well he's played. And honestly, how good the Ravens just look right now. Like they lost to the Chiefs, but they had a chance. They were in that game and it never felt out of reach to me watching that and that was the game i couldn't quit watching i'm blown away at the transformation of lamar jackson from last year to this year because last year 
what I said was he throws it in hopes, throws it to a spot, see what happens. When I've watched him this year, he has developed so far. Like there's simple things that quarterbacks do on a, you know, a drag route crosser where, oh, that guy's there. I got to go sidearm that typical stuff you see out of guys who are more developed at the quarterback position. His leap from year one to year two, I'm just, I'm blown away. I was dead wrong. I thought he would be out of the league in three years, and why was he drafted in the first round? I mean, we're watching the games down here on Sunday, and just an inauspicious throw where he rolls just slightly to the right, not really running. And instead of throwing the ball like a normal progression, he kind of sidearms it to squeeze it between two defenders of the line. And I'm like, damn, I, I did not think I would see that out of this guy. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking back all the bad things I've said about him right now. I'm officially off the hate wagon. I'm not on the bandwagon, but he's not a bum. Let's be honest. I was burying this guy. I think you were too, Mr. Brown. Are you, are you done burying him? Or is it too early? You can't not – I mean, you can't bury him anymore. I mean, to me, he shows he belongs. He might not be, like, the best quarterback, but he's right there in the conversation as far as you absolutely understand why he's starting in the NFL, and he belongs. He's not showing that he's inadequate. There's other teams that would want him. Oh, absolutely. That, that's, that's the only thing you can say. I'm off the hate wagon, but I missed the bandwagon. <laughs> All right, so good that's enough fair. All right, well, that does wrap up and conclude the week that was. We do appreciate all the questions that came from our fans out there on social media. We look forward to hearing the round next week as, you know, another week of football will bring, obviously, a new sled of answers there. So really appreciate it, guys. And thank you for participating in Ask Us Anything. This run like this is not normal. Hey, like, bef- before we get into our stone cold lead pipe locks, we were having a conversation off mic. I hit the damn record button because we're going to have this right now. I was telling Biggie on Sunday, Mr. Patriots fan over here, that the pride cometh before the fall. And I'm not hating on him for being a Patriots fan. And he's thinking that we think that he should let it go, that he should want the Patriots to not be good. That's not what we're saying. We're saying you should be so damn fortunate and take take so much, you know, just joy in what you're getting right now. Not that you don't, but it's going to come to an end. And you're the most most of your adult life, you've been a Patriots fan your entire life, right? That is true. Okay, so now, even when he was a teenager. So he, I mean, since I've known you since eighth grade, you have been a freaking Patriots fan. Yes, sir. all you know is winning with that. You don't know what it's like. Now, here's the thing. You you might be a Mountaineer fan who doesn't win. You might be a Bulls fan, and you can barely remember what that feels like to, to be a winner. You're a Mariners fan, so you know what that feels like. <sighs> but you at least have the Patriots that you can latch on to. I'm not saying it's this year. They might win the whole damn thing. I'm just saying that it's coming. And it's going to be here before you know it. And you're going to look back 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and you're just going to sit there and be like one of these damn fans from the Steelers or Cowboys that talk about Chuck Noll and Tom Landry because Belichick is that legendary coach. I'm just saying it's coming to an end. And Patriots fans out there, Please don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. That's what haters say. We got Josh McDaniels waiting in the wings, and he's ready for his Josh second McDaniels. opportunity. We got he dropped it, Tim Tebow. Son, we're gonna float on through this. There'll be a couple down years, and we're gonna be right back to where we have been for the last twenty years. Oh Can you put some modest mouse in the background? <laughs> we all float yeah. on. Is that what yeah, we're yeah, on? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh hey, my but like, God! You gotta act. You gotta be appreciative of what you're going through right now because he he dismissed the Bulls like because you can't remember. That's my last pro team that's won a championship, and I was 16 years old. That was 21 years ago. So that's the last ago. championship that I remember as a 16 year old, and it, it, you just don't get it, man. It, it's not it's it's not cool because you, it just that's the that's the arrogance I hate of Patriots fans because this isn't normal. No. And the rest of the sports nation all over the world is so they, – they hate the Patriots. They're really envious of the Patriots. And everyone's just sick because we just want a piece of the pie, and this a small is, piece. This isn't us hating on them for being cheaters or all that rhetoric that's out there. We're just simply stating 
that the time isn't going to last forever. You said it yourself. This far exceeded your expectations, Embrace right? Embrace it. It's far exceeded what you thought would happen. How many teams have been that good for that long since let, the Niners of the 80s and let, 90s? Yeah, in the salary cap era. It doesn't where, happen. No. it's it's They're it's in a league impossible. by themselves over all those teams. And, and it makes them great. Like, they are the great. This is the greatest football franchise in history. And I, it pains me to say that, but no one's going. It's never going to happen again. It will never, ever, ever happen again. I don't care. No one will come close to replicating this. Do you know last Sunday's victory guaranteed the Patriots the greatest winning decade in the history of yes. NFL football? Do you know whose record they beat? I'm, I'm guessing the Packers of the '60s. No, the Patriots from the previous. Oh decade. my God! Oh, See, he baited you. Ah! <laughs> I'm into the segment. Play the music. It's time for our Stone Cold Lead Pipe Locks of the Week. I hate your freaking face. Uh, all right, so last week was absolutely terrible. We were bragging. We were boisterous. We were feeling good about ourselves. We were beating all the pundits out there across all media channels. Bleacher Report, better than you. NFL.com, better than you. ESPN, better than you. Brazzers, better than you. We were beating everybody's picks. Brazzers, I like it. I caught that. It didn't matter. Now, we started getting cocky. We got a little arrogant. We got penisy. And we told people about how good we were doing. We got a lot of flack. We fell apart. We, We just didn't have a good week. I only got three games right last week. Mr. Brown, how many did you get? You, you were the leader in the clubhouse. Six and ten, Six baby. And ten. And I'm gloating about that. Oh, my. And, Biggie, you were, I brought you down to my level. You said that you were concerned because you were picking with me, and you were right. I said all along, you all agreed way too much. This is his demise this week. So last, whenever we did the last podcast, we had that discussion. It all came true. So, So, you wanted to take back the reins. And be the first pick uh, of every game that we go through. I already got my picks written down. Let me get my papers out here. We're good to go. I got the picks here. We're going to start at the top. It's going to go Biggie, Mr. Brown, then back to Chad the Mark. So let's start it off. This is the Thursday night game. The Philadelphia Eagles are on the road at the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are a four-point home favorite. This is uh, probably the hardest game of the week for me to pick, and I'm just going to say this. It's one of my easiest. Go ahead. One of my easiest, to This right now. I'm going with the Packers to cover at home. Aaron Rodgers is not going to have fourth week in a row where he's a little stymied on the offensive end of it. Packers cover at home. We don't know Sports Nation. A few members uh, specifically. I did the same thing. Has convinced me. Convinced to, me too. To quit denying the inevitable. I am going Packers. And that's Mr. Alex Radke and Jeff Bowen. I also did that, and you said something earlier about being influenced from our fans. I didn't think I was either, but I remember seeing the specific comments about, y'all y'all start winning if you quit hating on the Packers. So I'm not hating on the Packers. I also take them to cover. Before you go to the next game, though, I could not believe the spread was only four here. Oh, when I saw four, I was like, yeah, I, that's I, easy. I, that's could, a give me. Have the Eagles not largely disappointed? How does he think this is a hard pick? This one's a shoe-in compared I, to the rest of the games. Go ahead, explain yourself quickly, then we got to move on. Extremely hard pick. No. Charles Karchin went to play high school football. He was, oh, he's so partial. I don't care. Oh, no, my God. Real quick, he's partial to the Carson Wentz, the Patriots, and the Colts. And the Vikings. And the Vikings. I guarantee Every team, week. He's going to pick the Vikings this week. Just Every week. Just my words. It's freaking. Ugh. All right, moving on. Carolina on the road at the Houston Texans also. A four-point home favorite for the Houston Texans. Who you got? Easiest game of the week for me. Texans <laughs> cover at home. Let's go with the over. So the most Day difficult, Shaw easiest game is first. <laughs> All right, so we got we got Houston for Biggie. Who you got? I'm going Texans as well. The uh, QB showed up last week for the Panthers. He will not have a encore performance. I'm going Texans. Oh, I'll also pick the Texans based off of everything both of y'all said. The third game, I find this to be one of the more difficult games and quite interesting. The under performing Cleveland Browns are on the road at the Baltimore Ravens who are a seven seven mm. point favorite I think this is the easy one seven's way too big for me this is the week that Baker Mayfield comes out truly you said that dangerous. last week what happened Cleveland with the Rams with the points they lost yeah all right so I, I'm gonna 
we talked about the uh, the the hate wagon or whatever you want to call it for Lamar. I, I'm all Lamar. He's gonna roll. He's gonna roll with the Browns. The Browns are officially out of the playoffs in Week Four. <laughs> So I can't officially say I'm on the bandwagon. I just got to prove it. I'm also picking the Baltimore Ravens. To cover Are the Browns them, so. done now? They will be after this week. All right. So I'm the only guy on the Browns for this week. Yes, sir. Yep. And then after this Dog week, pound. I'll be clearly stating that the Ravens are a clear winner of that AFC North. Only seven at home. I like the Ravens. Absolutely. I, they win by ten. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City on the road at the surprisingly competitive Detroit Lions. Kansas City's a six-and-a-half-point favorite and this is the only game of the over under above 50 points who you got i got kc with the cover on the road we posted the uh, power rankings this week of the last eight undefeated teams and the Lions didn't even make it so i'm gonna go one's a super bowl contender and one's a pretender with a tie so i'm going chiefs are gonna cover <laughs> a tie they, the Lions had a tie. Oh, that's with well, the Cardinals. So they're not the mighty, mighty Cardinals. So, uh, yeah, well, they haven't lost. They're just losses. I'm yeah. just going to be very simple Chiefs. and tell you the Chiefs are covering Chiefs. Too. That, on the road. That's easy. Yeah. They're, they're easily going to cover that one. The Chargers on the road at the Miami Dolphins, who have gotten the point spread down to the lowest since week one. 16 and a half points. The Dolphins are underdogs. Chargers or Dolphins? I got the Fighting Rosens to cover at home. They lose 30-17 to 17 and get the cover. Uh, I like the Dolphins as well. Chargers are traveling across the country playing the Dolphins. Uh, I think Eckler is going to be pouting that Melvin Gordon's coming back, so he's going to not show up Sunday. And then um, throw, throw out to my boy Brunel Martin. He's gonna his dolphins are gonna cover, but they're not gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> they're definitely not gonna win. And I wish I could pick the Chargers to cover by 16 and a half. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do, but I'm also taking the Dolphins. East Coast time zone, West Coast team. I think you caught it right. Now on the head there, Mr. Brown. Mo- moving on, we got oh, New England. But like we've already talked enough about them. Going on the road to Orchard Park. The Buffalo Bills circle the wagons like nobody else. It is a seven-point spread. The Patriots are the favorite. Are they going to cover? They're going to cover. They're going to win by nine points. Ooh. So if he's saying nine points, I know that's skewed. So I'm going to let the Bills Mafia influence me. I'm picking the Bills to cover. And I'm going to give some shout-out to Justin Sewer. Alex Varga, Brian Burke, and Bob Costello. Bills are going to cover, and they're still going to lose. I'm going to make that pick even more emphatic for you because I just can't do it. I got the Patriots covering. So you're on an island by yourself on this one, buddy. No. He he picked it, right? Oh, you picked nine. Sorry. Yeah, we we both got the Patriots covering. The Bills Mafia. Remember Mr. Brown, boys. Hashtag Mills Dad. Before uh, no, there's nothing else to say. Mark moves on. Oh, if this game on. were in New England, I'd actually feel a little bit tighter. No. For whatever reason, we own them in their fucking place. Remember Too me, bad. Bills Mafia, Mr. Brown. Too bad it's not Monday Night Football, but I guarantee you one thing: there will be at least one dildo thrown on the field. If you guys are not aware of this, watch the Bills-Patriots games. There will be phallic objects thrown on the field. It happens every time they play. Bills Mafia! Uh, Moving on, the Oakland Raiders on the road to the Jacoby Brissett-led Indianapolis Colts. I already know this is going. The Colts are a seven-point favorite. Would you like to go first? No, you I said you were going curious. first. Don't I, mess up the flow. I've already pick. my pick uh-huh. in. Who is it? This it's is the Raiders, so I thought I'd ask Mr. Brown if he wants to go first. Well, well. I'm going to take the Colts. Brissett, uh, that's Mr. Brown. <laughs> I also am taking the Colts. They, they will easily cover this game. Oakland is a train wreck. They are. I agree. So we're all on the Colts. Wait, you, you just, just said, said a second ago. You said the Raiders are covering. Look at your paper. Covering. Yeah. Well, why did you just say the Colts? <laughs> <laughs> You're out of control. All right. So two for the Colts, one for the Raiders. Make sure you write that down right. Come I'm on. on. So you, you said you were going to record all this. And I'm on Oakland going on the road and losing by four points. Correct. That sounds good okay. to me. All right. Tennessee on the road. The fighting Marietta's. Margaritas. Yeah, you got it right. Margaritas on the road against the ATL. 
The Falcons are a four-point favorite. This game scared me to death. Yeah, I, I, I don't like this one at all. This is another one that I think is a really crappy pick because it could easily go either way. I will take the fighting Matt Ryans with Julio Jones to win and cover at home. <laughs> Sounded like there was way too many syllables yeah. in that sentence, but I'll move on. Now, the Falcons have burned me all year, but I'm sticking with them for whatever reason. I don't know why. Maybe the ATL, I'm going Falcons. Yeah, this is ridiculous. We all have the Falcons. There's nothing left for me to say. We'll, we'll keep rolling right along. To they keep sucking, though. The Washington Redskins on the road to the G-Man, the men in blue, New York Giants. Giants are a three-point favorite. Danny Dimes, they cover at home. We're going to get a Matt Gettleman press conference? We are, and it's Dave Gettleman. <laughs> Dave Gettleman, sorry. We're not doing names the right The Giants here. are back in the picture, baby. The Wild Giants win the here pennant. We come. The Giants win the pennant. The Gallman Show, Giants. <laughs> hey, I picked up Gallman on my fantasy team, so I'm counting on it. That'd be crazy if I didn't go with the G-Man. Giants. Uh, got the Giants going. All on the Giants. All right. Seattle on the road to Arizona in the fighting Kyler Murrays. This is the hardest one for me. Ooh, Seattle is a five-point favorite. Here's the thing. This is one of the hard picks for me, but after last week I bent over and freaking Gosling and Kyler Murray stuck it in. I'm going to take <laughs> Russell Wilson on the road. Give me the Seahawks and the points. <laughs> you don't have to be as colorful. Nah, I just, I just, for my fantasy team, I want the Cardinals, but I just can't think it's going to happen. I just understand that was a mistake, so I'm going to go Seahawks. Awesome. I'm taking the Seahawks. I just think. After having a, a somewhat pretty embarrassing outing last week, I think they'll bounce back. And I just picked that one on the fly, by the way. I didn't have that one highlighted. Oh, so nice. Seahawks. I already, see, I already got mine written down. So I have the other ones, but that one. I didn't know how to pick. Oh, it was that tough of a It is a it tough It was because game. I was listening to Biggie. If it was three points, it's easy. Yeah. Five points, man. That screws yeah, it up. Seahawks. All right, Tampa Bay. Jameis Winston. This me. How long is Jameis Winston going to keep starting? Jameis Winston has known his head coach since he was 12 years old. He's starting all year unless he blows his shoulder out. All right, we'll see if that happens. Anyway, they're on the road giving up 10 points to the Los Angeles Rams. You give me Tampa Bay with the points, they're going to cover. Interesting. Who you got, Mr. Brown? I also have the Bucks. Ooh, I'm, I'm on an island. I got the Rams covered because I think Tampa is just an absolute dumpster fire. There they are. All right, Jacksonville on the road to Mile High. Denver at home is a three-point favorite. Typically, Denver at home in September, I always want to roll with them. It's worked out well for me before, but the fighting George Shorts with the bottle of Jack and the hammer, the broken whatever, and redshirt here, give me Jacksonville. Yeah, Minshew's my new favorite player. Uh, he's on my fantasy team as well, so I'm going Jags. Upset. If, they're, if, they're winning the game. If you look at mine, you can see I had Jacksonville written down, Yeah. and then I marked it out. Do you see what I wrote underneath it? John, I know my handwriting oh, is that Ramsey. Yes, he's not. He might not play. He is not playing. He is staying at home to be with his family. And because of that, and that alone, I switched my pick to the Denver Broncos to cover at home. I think Minshew would just rise up even more. Honestly, for whatever reason, I want to see the the Broncos do terrible and the Jaguars do well. But I just I don't know. Maybe Ramsey. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. He's such a distraction with his talks of trades that I, I'm. Probably missing the point here, but I already wrote it down. I told you I'm picking Denver. Mustache. Mustache. Minnesota on the road at the Chicago Bears. Is this the lowest over-under of the week? I believe it is at 38 points. The Bears are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. The lowest spread, right? Yeah. It is. Tied. It's tied. But okay. Yeah. It should be two dog shit offenses. The only <laughs> time the fucking Vikings can do anything is when they're at home. But here's the thing. On the road at the crappy Bears, this ain't 1985. There's no Mike Dicta. Give me the Vikings in the cover on the road. I told you he'd pick the Vikings. I know. How, how'd the Bears treat you last week on your picks? Stuck it straight up there. All right, so <laughs> I, I'm going to stick with the Bears. And on my winning ways, I'm taking the Bears. I'm going with the Vikings. I, I think the Bears, horrible offense. Didn't you all learn last week? No, I learned I, nothing. I was on an island last week and stuck it to both of you. Well, you can continue to be on an all island. Right. And all going 6-10 right. and ten isn't exactly sticking no, it to anybody. And, and a few games I did. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'll give you that. Celebrate your wins where you can. I thought this was the most difficult game. Dallas on the road. Oh, no, this is easy. At New Orleans. Dallas is a two-and-a-half point favorite. I got Dallas covering. 
All right, that was insightful. <laughs> Dallas yeah. all day. This is easy. Dallas, I want to see here why it's so hard. Oh, I had Dallas too, but for some reason, after the way the Saints played last week, man, I was just – I had a lot of second thoughts about this. Dallas. So we, we all picked Dallas on the road. Oh, they got wins by field goal. But they got – first of all, they got to win. That's what you're saying. Like, can they just win? They're going to win. They can be – you think Dallas Cowboys are going to easily go into – Absolutely. The Superdome. No, yes. easily. No, but it's two and a half points. That means the game is tied and they kick a field goal with the buzzer on top. I mean, I picked Dallas, too. what I think happened. Dallas is like winning by 10. Porno. They Ooh. went up. They blew their wad in Seattle last week. Uh, they didn't expect to win. They're going to continue. Dallas by 10. Lose. So Dallas is also who I picked, but like I said, I just had a hard time completely easy. shutting down. That was for me one of the more difficult ones. All right, the final game. It used to be a bloodbath. Now it's just kind of an afterthought. We have a team who will get their first win of the regular season. Will it be the Cincinnati Bengals or will it be the home favorite Pittsburgh Steelers who are a four-and-a-half-point favorite? Who's getting their first win? Pittsburgh with a win and the cover. Yeah, I'm going to Rudolph and the Steelers as well. They're going to win by six. Outside of week one, I've done pretty good picking against the Bengals, except for, well, no, they didn't cover last week. Never mind. I don't know why I said any of that, but I picked the Steelers as well because, I'm sorry, I just can't bet for my Bengals right now. They just break my heart, and it's it's a sad, sad thing. Hey, real quick. Is it like as a Raiders fan? Is it, is it like you feel like you're better off picking against them, so maybe something magical will happen? I mean, I feel like I won't get my hopes up at least. Exactly. So that way, if they win, it's just a bonus. I got you. That's how I am. You don't lose either way picking like that. Yeah. <laughs> so did you did you do your due diligence? You recorded all this. Is it done in in pencil or pen? It's done in pen. <laughs> Actually, kind of half pen, half blood. Okay. Well, we'll go with that. Well. Hopefully, we will bounce back from an absolute terrible disaster week. But before we go, the most commented and interactive post we had of the week has to do with the NFL. And we mentioned it earlier, the top six teams on the board. Who is the favorite so far? Who is the fairest of them all? We had the Patriots, Packers, Chiefs, Niners, Cowboys, and Rams. Man, I almost feel like the Niners don't belong in that group at all. No, they should have been the five and left them out. But I, I'm not necessarily even asking for your take here, but what do you think about – Over, we had over 2,000 votes on this, and 1,600 of them went right to the Patriots. To me, that's the easy pick. They're tried and true, been there for two decades. We discussed that earlier. Uh, yeah, those people voted correctly. I mean, it's it's the the safe picks obviously the Patriots and it's the easy pick. Um, body of work this season only is not real strong. Um, the only thing I would say that separates anybody is the Chiefs because they did beat a tough uh, Ravens team. So the only thing I could put them, the only team I could put with them is the Chiefs. The body of work is the Patriots. I have to just go with the Patriots because until they just completely fall off the face of the earth, how can you not? Hey, you know, I hate them. I hope they I hope they suck. But it's just not happening anytime soon, at least. No, but so, like, uh, let's be clear here. The, the 49ers, the Lions, and the Bills are not in the same level as those other teams mentioned. Correct. So they shouldn't even been on there. No. They're, they're separate tier. Yeah, exactly. That could change. Right now. Not going to. Right now. Right, I, got, I got four things I want to hit you with real quick before we go. Baker Mayfield and Rex Ryan got into a little bit of a dispute. Did you see this? I did. About being overrated and who doesn't have a team anymore or team colors. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So who, who who's right here? Is it Baker, is it Rex, or is it both? Uh, I would say that Baker's right. He's at least proven what he can do on that level. Rex Ryan had a couple of good years and his daddy's name that carried him for about eight. I'll say I agree with you. I think Baker Mayfield's actually played okay. We thought he was going to be great, and he's just not great. He's okay. He's fine. Hey, he could still be great. It's early. So I mean, Rex, Rex Ryan's still Rex in the Rex Ryan never done anything, and then Baker's still the verdict's still out. you got to think, I, I, he hasn't even played a full NFL season yet if you ca- uh, put in both seasons together. So uh, Baker could absolutely rebound being a um, uh, pro bowler, but i, I got to go Baker. All I'll say is look at all those damn scrubs on Get Up. Pat McAfee's the best of them. 
The rest of them are all scrubs. I'm not listening to Rex Ryan or Dante <laughs> Fowler or Ryan Clark, any of them. I always thought Rex Ryan looked like Tater Salad Ron White a little bit. Oh, he looks like a four-finger bourbon Ron White. <laughs> I, I'm more worried about Freddie Kitchens than uh, Baker Mayfield right now. That's <laughs> well, just my opinion. I don't know. The Browns have not shown a history of wanting to fire a coach, no matter how bad they are. Well, I, what Mr. Brown said, it kind of shows he's not ready to be a coach of the most penalized team in the league. Yeah. All right, moving on, another tidbit. Did you see uh, Nagy get upset with Cohen for uh, the Bears? I did not see that. Oh, he pulled an A.B. Jr., he was live streaming from his locker after uh, the game. You didn't see this? I did not. This now, now I need to find the video. No, I need I, to go I, see what I it was. I've seen it. All right, was it bad? So you, they, they exposed Kyle Long's little weenie. What? Yeah, you don't know, is that what you're talking about? I don't know. I haven't seen the video. I just no, know here, he was here's live what happened. streaming. You had Cohen live streaming, and everybody's things are rolling in. You had Kyle Long in the background stretching with his little weenie hanging out, and everybody was dogging <laughs> him. And they're like, we guess it's true about black and white. But his last name was what? Kyle Long. It ain't long anymore. Exactly. <laughs> it, there was guys on there saying, well, he's still doing better than me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was right there. Uh, of course, it was on Sports Talk and Thirst. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Sports yeah. Talk and Thirst. It was on there first. Uh, damn. That yeah. is insane. It is. I don't know if I want to go see that now. No, it's hilarious. <laughs> it was funny. Right, so. He's sitting there just standing up like it looked like he was in a shower with his hands on his head and just <laughs> flopping it around and not a care in the world. So is Cohen like way out of line here or is it worth it? I don't the humor? think he meant to. It just happened to catch somebody in the background. Now, if you're nag, you haven't answered that at a press conference. How you feel? <laughs> I'm tired of talking about weenies, <laughs> especially the white guy. We ain't talking about weenies. Why are you talking about games? Yeah. <laughs> All right, real quick, last NFL note. Melvin Gordon has ended his holdout. So is this the right decision for him? Did he finally realize his value? What, what's going on here? And was it even worth it? I think he realized he's playing for the Chargers. They're not going to pay him. He best get back while he has time to build a resume for his offseason interviews and uh, next season's contract. I mean, Plus, Austin Eckler is looking pretty good. I think that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Chargers weren't going to pay him. Eckler has done more than his share. So, what's uh, to pay that guy? So, I don't think there was ever any really reason for him to hold out, and, and, and the angle was not very good to begin with. So, I think he just realized, I better get back if I want to get paid. I, I, I just think that he's got a really bad agent giving him advice. And it's not, not Joe Flacco's agent. And, like, let's be honest, he only had one really good year. Everything else has been kind of eh, and he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So, hopefully he has seen the light. And I look forward to him coming back because I'm ready for Eckler and Gordon, who I have neither on my fantasy team, can start getting diminished workloads and not, not scoring that many points. Last but not least, the world of college football will close the show with this, Biggie. We only have two ranked matchups, top 25. Did you know that the Who's UVA is undefeated? They are 4-0. They are going on the road to Notre Dame as part of that ACC-Notre Dame agreement. Number 18, UVA, going into Notre Dame. Who you got? The Irish. They roll. They cover. UVA. This ain't Tony Bennett's squad. <laughs> they, uh, they, they, they cover easy. I don't know what the spread is, but they're, they're going to demolish UVA. And then going out west – Two three and one teams at USC number twenty one on the road at Washington, who's number seventeen. Is USC going to start looking like the premier team in the Pac twelve again, or is Washington taking this because they're at home? Yeah, I like Washington at home. They're doing good things there. They got uh, Chris. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Former Boise State coach. He's built a good program there. They're in the Peterson. Playoffs. Peterson. Yeah, Chris <laughs> Peterson. I like Washington. I like what they're building there. I took Washington at home. I'm just saying that I don't really like USC, but the fact they're playing their backup quarterback and doing as well as they have so far, that's impressive. I like their moxie. Uh, but I think Washington's winning that one. How much money are you going to gamble on sports this weekend, guys? $5,187. Is that what you won last week? That's what I have left to spend. <laughs> you doing anything? $20. You better, you better say nothing if your wife's listening. Oh, that's right. <laughs> or, or is that what you won last week? Yes. Yeah, that's what I won on my free trial. You won $20 last week. On that's my all free trial. 
I'm not spending anything because I was 3-13 and 13 against the spread, and that's why this damn show is called We Don't Know Sports. But I'm hoping that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and then we all come back here next week that I will find myself out of last place amongst the three of us, and then I can rip on somebody and actually have some you know, room to stand here. Not likely. All right, fellas. Well, you enjoy your wonderful Thursday night middle school football game tomorrow. And for the rest of you out there, and we don't know Sports Nation, we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us. Have a good one and enjoy some sports this weekend.